Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us for part two of a great two-part interview with our good friend, Tom Donnan. Now, every time Tom comes on, we always talk about the prophecy events listed in the Bible that we see being played out every night on the news and in this culture that is grasping the world right now by the throat. Folks, there is no doubt we are living in the last of the last days. And Tom has a gift of receiving prophetic dreams from the Lord that he interprets through the events that we see on the news. And he comes on this program and shares them with us. So we're going to jump right back in now to the conclusion of this interview with Tom Donnan. Well, there, there is, you know, I mean, all this is pretty intense things that are happening soon or beginning to happen soon. And, and again, just like Jesus said, they'd be happening immediately prior to his return. You know, and, and like I said, we hardly ever have a session like this. We don't talk about earthquakes and volcanic eruptions and, and signs that the Bible is clear will be taking place in the end times as well. Have you recently seen what's been happening out in the Azores Islands? I was shocked. I oh, was shocked. Man. I checked this morning um, uh, to see if there was any uh, follow up, but there wasn't. You know, remember what happened with Iceland, right? Mm-hmm. With Iceland, they were having thousands of little microquakes and stronger quakes, and then they had that unbelievable eruption that went on for a long time. And then you had the Canary Islands that went on the same thing. And then what what do we have? St. Vincent in the Caribbean, Yeah, you know, where it started to have the the, uh, earthquakes. Well, now in the Azores, Azores, Azores. um, they uh, had, what, 27,000 microquakes in a single 24-hour period. One day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty serious. Golly, get ready, get yeah. ready. So they're anticipating that there's going to be a volcanic eruption there, yeah. and so uh, it seems to be in these places that are kind of like obscure or quiet. They've been quiet for a long time. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Oh, I, I, again, the shaking is taking place, and we've talked before about what's going on out in Yellowstone. I mean, there's shakings going on out there in Yellowstone, and and is has been kept quiet because they don't want anyone to, you know, become fearful, but it hasn't been shaken like this in centuries. And if yeah. and, uh, Yellowstone is what what's a, like a mega volcano, something like super, super volcano. Yeah. And if it blows half the United States is gone, Yeah, you know, and, and they don't want people to, Oh, shh, don't say nothing about that. You know, because if it happens, it happens. We can't do anything about it anyway. You know, so no need to get everybody scared. You know, yeah, absolutely true. Uh, But again, I go back to, you know, this is written in the Bible that all these things will tell you there'll be a blackening of the sun. Well, you get all that volcanic ash from a super volcano up in the atmosphere. There is going to be a blackening of the sun and the moon's going to turn blood red. 
you know? So I mean, yeah. there, there you go. Amen. You know, I recently seen uh, news reports about new lockdowns in China. In fact, I mean, it's been widely reported these last few days that China's telling their citizens, just shut up and stop complaining or we're going to arrest you, you know, because they're, you know, doesn't that sound like a wonderful place to live? <laughs> oh, gee. Yes. Well, the hard part is, is that um, uh, they're running out of food yeah. and they're not allowing them to come out of the buildings in order to buy food. Right. Yeah. And so now what are they going to be doing? But that video that I watched is people going out onto their balconies and they're screaming. They're screaming about the, the uh, circumstances that they're having and how they're running out of food. And a drone shows up and the drone tells them, oh, be peaceful. Everything is going to work out. Don't worry. You know, be good citizens, that type of thing. Yeah. At the same time, you know, this is what happens when when you don't have food. What was it? Uh, what was that thing that happened in Egypt? The the brother, the brethren rise up or something like that. Um, that toppled the government there mm-hmm. because they ran out of food. Yeah. Yep. And go back to the biblical story of Joseph. You know, ran out of food, but Joseph was wise enough to have him prepare. You know, well, yeah, it, it was pretty. Yeah, that was God's provision. So this yeah. is like you and I talking. Get yeah. ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. You know? Amen. Yeah, that's and right. So, so the the, uh, the thing about the China thing is, you know, we talked about the COVID, not COVID, excuse me, about the um, the score system that they had there, the credit yep. score system. Yeah. No. Well, now they got something that's what is it called? E ESG, uh, where it's environmental. Uh, I was looking for the abbreviations. On the uh, on our cheat sheet here, you know, and but I can't remember what it is. ESG or something like that. It's an environmental code that they want to implement globally. It's like the same thing. You get better provisions if you're higher up on this on the score. Yeah. 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 And so they're trying to implement that as well, uh, which is all kind of scary. So again, you know, I keep on praying, oh Lord, please slow this down. We need reprieve. We need to see millions and billions of people saved. No, uh, to be able to do that. Now, in the ministry, I logged in uh, to Need Him Ministry uh, as a volunteer, so I get a kind of a feel of what's going on. There hasn't been a whole lot of feeling pressure for salvation yet. Mm. No, every once in a while, I will be blessed to lead someone in salvation. But they are feeling the pressure of life's turmoil. That is coming through time and time again. Mm. Amen. Amen. Another thing that, that hit my radar screen is all of the tornadoes this year. I mean, you know, it seems every year there's more and more tornadoes than the previous year. And as I referenced in the opening, it's being blamed on, you know, climate change rather than prophecy. But have you seen anything that relates to the increased intensity of the weather phenomenons going on? Yeah, that was about three days ago. Of course, I had a dream that we're going to get into, but I came across a YouTube that shocked me. And because they they made it very easy for you to see the increase by putting up graphs and scales and stuff like that. Mm. And so normally at this time of year, uh, there is a high number of tornadoes. And I think in 1996, they had like 196 tornadoes already by mid-April. Well, we're already to 218. And that was before what just happened a couple of days ago. Mm. No, so we're probably into the 220s. So that is showing an increase of uh, devastation. Now, the thing that's interesting about tornadoes is it's, it's that it's like spot check, right? It's like a spot devastation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hits here. As I remember as a kid, my parents took us for a ride because it was so unusual for Chicago to get hit by a tornado. 
And, and you would go there and you would see a house that was imploded in the city. You know, you got like gangways, right? You got like seven feet between houses. You would see a house exploded into pieces and then the tornado would lift and it would go a couple more. And then it would be like six houses down ready to hit another one. And that house would explode and then it would jump a block and a half. And, you know, and so this is like the illustration of the tornadoes is that uh, as this, you know, in the scripture, it says, as the spirit, the wind blows, right? Mm -hmm. As the wind blows, it hits this person, that person. Well, the destruction is about to hit this person and that person illustrated by the isolated destruction that tornadoes will bring. Yep, what do you think? That's true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you can't say it's God punishing that family because they did something wrong. Not it's not like that. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, they're opening themselves up somehow where the the protection of the Lord isn't over that house. I mean, I I've personally talked to people who, you know, seen the tornado coming down, so they prayed fervently. And as it entered the front yard, I went up and back down behind them and destroyed the house across the street and the one right behind them, but went right over the top of their house. You know, uh, was that God intervening in answer to their prayers? I say yes, but, but, you know, because there, there was one this year, it was what, two miles wide and it traveled on the ground for 200 miles or something, some ridiculous thing and just wiped everything out. I mean, you said you had a dream about tornadoes. Oh, that was, yeah, that was pretty powerful. Again, it was in my sphere of influence. And as I'm going through this, I'm driving down 95th Street in, in the stream and I'm headed to the east. And off in the distance, I see debris. You know, there, it's cloud covered and it, there's a storm clouds, right? But I see debris. And when I see debris, I know that there's a funnel cloud. But you couldn't necessarily see it because it wasn't really formulated or strong. Uh, but it had reached down and it had clipped a, a higher building and then uh, bounced back up into the sky. And that's what got my attention because I started watching it and I started see it roping out. Now, as it was roping out, it drifted a little bit further south. And I, now I'm mesmerized. You know, when you see a funnel cloud, you know, you want to know where it's going. Yeah. So as I'm watching it, then I find myself back by Christ Hospital. Now, aren't these images pretty interesting? Christ Hospital. Right. Yeah. Little yeah. company of Mary Hospital. That's the hospital where I was born. And so um, uh, as illustration of healing or the church. And so there was these spot devastations that were taking place. But at the same time, I am now ministering to people in Christ Hospital. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how can I help them? Because they are like in turmoil. And I, I literally got up the next day and I thought to myself, well, maybe I, I would start volunteering there because I, I've worked in the building 25 years. No, and I may know some people yet. So uh, I looked into it and realized that uh, that wasn't what the dream was about. You know, it's more about prayer and and, um, preparing people. So we're right now seeing these things kind of taking places because like with the the inflation, you know, they say it's eight and a half percent, but it's probably more like 16 or 17 percent. Yeah. And then you have the gas prices. So the money is, is dissolving as far as the uh, how would you say the purchasing power is eroding away it's so uh but it comes back to like what you were saying right we've been trying to get people on a strong foundation what does that mean they make good godly decisions amen amen now i was just at lunch down in florida and there was three of us that were out to lunch and all three of us own our homes right we own our cars we own our homes there are people that are 
credit, they got credit to the max. Well, what's going to happen when you can't pay it because the money is being, you know, uh, siphoned off? So the, the, that is where people have made, you know, like a, I say sometimes, a thousand bad decisions, yeah. right? Yep. And, and that's where they're not on the strong foundation because what does God tell you to do? Work hard, you know, pay your bills, get yourself to where you're independent and, and can take care of yourself and store up, right? Yep. Amen. Well, there are a lot of people out there that haven't been storing up. They've been living on credit and, and the piper is about to be, you know, come forward. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the, the natural disasters that we've talked about these past couple of years, you know, the hurricanes, the floods, the droughts, the, you know, California wildfires and, and everything is. And now we'll talk about inflation. We'll add that to the mix because everything is being consumed consumed right before all of the your worldly possessions including your finances are being consumed so there's nothing left but you standing before Jesus you know i mean that's i see this in the bible where you know you're just going to be standing there before him and you know hay wood and stubble right it's going to be consumed. If you invest in hay, wood, and stubble, it's going to be burned. There, I mean, there it is. I mean, folks, this is real. This is absolutely real. We're talking about spiritual things in a natural realm. And if you're relying on natural things to carry you through to a spiritual realm, you're on shaky ground. There we go again. <laughs> shaky ground. Yeah. I like the um, the verse in Ecclesiastes. I can't pull, uh, pull up the chapter. I think it's like in chapter eight, where it says, cast your bread upon the water seven times, maybe eight times. So what does that mean? Is that while we have been working these last couple of years to get people prepared, when you invest into the kingdom of God, in your times of trouble, it will come back. This is what the, the promise is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so um, as we're seeing this stuff that is taking place, is that uh, we need to be able to be generous towards God's people and towards other people um, so that we can have that blessing that he's promising us. So now let me give you an interesting dream that I had when I was down in Florida. I had three right in a row, one way after another. The first one, the the message wasn't a dream. Here's an interesting part. Bad spiritual maintenance. Mm. Okay. What does that mean, right? What does that mean until the third dream came? Uh, the third dream, uh, I went to a church service on Wednesday night, and the message was uh, stop judging people. Right? The second part of the message was the need for repentance. And then the third part was seek God's face. That night I had a dream, and the dream was is that there was a lot of good maintenance being done. Okay, Amen. so when you have churches that are are not bringing people towards repentance, that are not um, dealing with the issue of judging or being judged, that type of thing. That's bad spiritual maintenance when you're not adhering to the, the stuff that Jesus is telling us about. So we need to have that good spiritual maintenance so that we can see the alignment of the Holy Spirit and God's provisions in our life. Amen. Amen. And when you get to the point where you're using your influence to help someone with their spiritual maintenance, you're representing Christ to them, leading them. You know, I mean, 
when I was in the military, you know, auto mechanics is not my foray, right? Uh, I was taught by my grandfather, you can fix anything with a hammer, screwdriver, and player pliers. If you don't okay. go buy a new one, cause you just broke it. Right. And, uh, that's my, ex- that's, that's how I fix cars, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but if you want it done right, you got to have someone do it. And once you learn what to do, it's a little easier. And that's what we're all about folks. That's, you know, Jesus is the, the mechanic of your life. And if you follow his instructions, you are able to keep on going. You know, I mean, Jesus himself, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added to you. But if, you seek, if you seek first all these other things, Christ is not going to be added to you because you're doing it backwards, you know? And, and you know, Tom, Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, when all these things begin to come to pass. Now, these things have been happening throughout history, you know, wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, droughts, floods, disasters, et cetera, et cetera. But they've never been occurring with the frequency and the intensity and happening simultaneously as they've been happening today. I mean, just think the, the Western drought and the wildfires coupled with floods in the middle of the country, you know, earthquakes happening on the coast. I mean, you know, even Virginia and Maryland are having some earthquakes and stuff, you know, I mean, all these things happening simultaneously, but they, but to continue what Jesus said, when all these things begin to come to pass, and I just add simultaneously, look up, you know, we called it the convergence before in our discussions, the convergence of all these, these things happening at one time, look up because your redemption's drawing near. And I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah, the shaking is definitely bringing people around. But you know what seems to be next on the horizon is a food shortage. Mm, no, yeah. the, the lack of being able to get fertilizer for crops. Yeah. Then you got uh, China owning 20% of the farmland and you got Bill Gates owning another segment of the farmland. And then the farmers being paid to plow things under. Yeah. No, and then you have the Ukraine, which is the shortage in other places in the world where they're not producing no, all of those are looking as though we are going to have some serious uh, food shortages pretty soon. And that will, where the chaos just intensifies. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'll tell you what, what did Jesus do? He's, he fed 5,000 men with a couple of loaves and fishes. So yep. he's yep. he's capable of producing that type of thing. Yep. No, so, yeah, we're in a very unusual, well, a very serious time. No. Yep. Exactly. And this is where we want people to know that if you don't have that relationship with the Jesus Christ, you know, uh, I like to use Second Chronicles. No, excuse me. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, where it says that it's a gift. It's not that we can work at it. It's a gift of salvation. Yeah. And then I like Romans 10, 9 and 10, where it says, if you believe in your heart and you uh, profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. No, that is like and then you apply faith that activates the spiritual realm, and when they activate that, then the Holy Spirit comes into their heart, Amen. and then they are a new creation. And then that new creation is tapped into all those things available that Jesus has, Amen. you know. And that's why. Oh, why do people hold out so long? I know I held out, but you know I was in so much pain, and then I was saved. But I'm thinking to myself, why? Why hold out? I mean, this is the God of the universe that wants to be. in in an intimate relationship with you. So, you know, don't delay anymore. Just uh, receive him as your Savior and Lord and have everything that comes with him available to help you and your family and your loved ones. 
Amen. Amen. So now what is it that people, not just believers, but unbelievers as well, what is it that needs to happen right now? Right now? Oh, that's a good question. I wasn't prepared for that, you know. So the unsaved, let's say the unsaved, you know, there's three things that I will tell people in order to, for salvation to take place is that is, is that you need a human heart, right? Okay. And then you need to understand God's plan of salvation, which depends upon how much knowledge a person is looking for. And that varies. And then you need the Holy Spirit. You bring those three things together, and then you mix them with faith. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You receive him as your Savior and Lord. Then you are born again. And then it's the, the uh, journey, in the journey. But I like uh, Matthew 7, 7 to 11, where it says, knock, and the door will be open. This is God yeah. telling you. Yeah. You know, now yeah. you're in the relationship, right? You're in the relationship, and you need something. Well, what do you do? You go to woman prayer and you say, listen, I, I, Lord, I need this for my family. I need this for myself. That is like knocking on the door. You're saying, yeah. Lord, please help me. And then it goes on to say that um, uh, uh, knocking shall be open, seek and you shall find. No, the journey yeah. begins. Now, yeah. what, what takes place? You see him answer your prayers. Yeah. How many people out there pray and don't see an answer to prayer? Mm-hmm. No. Right. And he starts really simply. Yeah. There's, I've had people say that when they became born again and they were saved, they were downtown Chicago. And what was the biggest need they had? A parking spot. <laughs> so they finally get to the place where they say, oh, Lord, please, can, can you bring me a parking spot? And right then and there, a car pulls out away from the curb, right? Yep. Well, he will yep. answer the simplest of prayer to show you that something is transpiring in a spiritual realm, yeah. that he is answering that prayer. Amen. That happens to me. I, I do that every time we go to the mall. <laughs> pulling in early, you know, I, I pull in and I say, "Lord, I need a parking spot." You know, and and as you say, there'd be one there, right? You know, second, third, fourth one in, you know, type thing. Or as you said, we're pulling up, another guy pulls out, and I just pull right in. And the first thing that we, my wife and I, thank you, Jesus, you know, because we know where it came from. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, people, you pray about parking spots, brother Bob. You betcha, I try and pray about <laughs> everything. You know, everything. Yeah. You know? He wants to know too. Exactly. And then you got to give thanks. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. we were luck. We were lucky with that one. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So, hey, amen. Thomas, someone wants to get in touch with you to order your books. How can they do that? All right. So they can reach me at my email address, which is healingthenation1776 at gmail.com. Or if they're looking, I have uh, three books that are free. And they can go to Zoe Healing Center. And on that website, in the book tab, there is six free books, and three of them are mine. They can they can go there. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all that down in the show notes below. Folks, if there is any doubt that we are living on the edge of eternity right now, what you do and what you do not do will have eternal consequences. Do not hesitate. Do not brush this off as two old guys just talking. Okay, this is real. This is decisive. Everything, and I mean everything, hinges really on only one decision that you need to make. Amen. In fact, if the Holy Spirit's touching someone's heart right now, saying they need to repent right now, because we have no guarantees for tomorrow, or for that matter, five minutes from now, and they want to repent, they want to receive Jesus as their Savior right now. Tom, will you do the honor of leading them to the throne of Christ? Oh, yes, I will. So let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, and the work that he did on the cross by paying your price 
for sin and that he had died and paid the price and shed his blood for my sins. I tell you, Father, I am a sinner. I am sorry for the pain my sin has caused you. Please forgive me. Now come into my heart, come into my life, and I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Folks, if you pray that prayer, email Tom. Let him know. Email me, brotherbob at ftfm.org. Let us know because we want to rejoice with you. In fact, if you do not have your own Bible, you email me and say, Brother Bob, I pray that prayer with Tom Donnan and you on that program. I need a Bible. If you're living within the continental United States, I'll send you your own Bible absolutely free. All right. Because our job is to get the word out. And the Bible is the word of God. And I want to get it into your hands if you prayed that prayer with Tom Donnan right now. Amen. Tom, thank you for coming back on the program. I always look forward to our conversations. I do appreciate your time, man. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, we always have a good time. And the thing is, is that we want people to be prepared and we want people to be in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Tom Don myself, this is Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, 
your platform, your success. 